Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. This week, flying solo. I feel, you know, terrible, awful about not putting on a podcast last week. But, you know, sometimes the week just gets away from me. Like, uh, I had four shows in three days. And one of them I was kind of prepping for trying to get a bunch of stuff together for the, the, probably the biggest show of the summer, which is the Distill Show. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just got away from me. And I I had a guest the week before, and those podcasts always take a little extra time to rec- record and edit and all that. So, you know, I just missed it. But, uh, you know, it, it, it all, all falls back to me perpetually feeling behind on everything because it probably doesn't really matter, honestly. But <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't be happy about that. But anyway, so, I, and that's another really long period of time without doing a solo. So, I mean, I have a lot of shows to talk about. shows to talk about which is a lot but uh we'll get into it here so the one i left off on this last pod was the rivian market which uh was definitely a scheduling snafu quite a bit they they told me the day before and uh it was they they told me the tuesday but it was actually wednesday so then i move a bunch of lessons around not ideal but you know it happens and it's nobody's fault, really. It was just a miscommunication, and um, yeah, ultimately it was just—it was really hot outside. <laughs> it was Wednesday. It was like a special thing they had going on, so uh, it was a farmers market out there. And I don't know. I guess they just expected it to be busier, busier, and more uh, more things going on, maybe. But there—I mean, there were. A good amount of passerbys, and I'd never been out there to Rivian, so it was kind of cool to see the place because it's a pretty nice campus out there. Uh, but yeah, ultimately just a little bit slower than I was expecting. But it was nice to see some uh, the familiar faces from from the Bloomington market. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was fine. Just uh, not not exactly what I expected. I ended up playing an extra hour and. Uh, there was this thing that happened that was kind of awkward and weird, so I figured I'd talk about it. But uh, so I started playing a song, one of my favorite songs, in fact, cover-wise. Uh, it was uh, uh, "Superstition" by Stevie Wonder. And getting towards the end of my set, and this camera crew had been out there for a little bit, and uh, I think they thought I was going to be done earlier. So then one of the guy guys walks up and interrupts my song completely, and. Uh, uh, ask if I would quit playing, essentially. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just an awkward feeling. I, I don't know. It's it's definitely not a big deal at all. And I felt like I could have maybe played it off a little bit better. Not that I said anything bad, but I probably... I feel like I wasn't really aware of how my face probably looked. But I, I was ultimately pretty nice about it, I think. But just the idea of, like, he couldn't wait two to three minutes for me to be done. And it was in, like, the first chorus... Uh, definitely rubbed me the wrong way, and you know, that's one, like I said, one of my favorite songs to play, but, 
you know, he has deadlines and he didn't, I'm just some guy playing. So it's like probably more important whatever they were doing than what I was doing. So it's like I realized that. It's not not a huge deal, but uh, I was just a little, a little irked by that. But, uh, you know, I went up and talked to him later and was like, you know, it's totally fine. Like, you don't have to worry about this at all. It's not a big deal. Uh, just wasn't ideal. I mean, I, I, you know, there's a, only a slight difference between ideal and not ideal. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take much, but, uh, so it wasn't like the end of the world or anything, but I pretty much played straight through. So, and the, the real, th the, the awkward thing wasn't really my face. I think it was just like, so they were like, we're going to be really quick and then you can, you know, finish off. It was like, 6.45, or 5.45, and I played till 6. So then they did stuff for a while. I was kind of quiet, kind of sat in my corner. And then eventually it seemed like they were done. So I was like, are you guys in the mic? I was like, are you guys done? And uh, they were like, oh, it'll be just one more minute. But it had been like 10 minutes, and they said it would be like really quick. And, I, you know, I really was just trying to see if I should start packing my gear up because I was going to be done at 6. And... Uh, I just felt like they felt awkward about it. And that's why I probably felt a little awkward about it. Because they were probably like, thinking I was like, you guys done? Like looking at my watch kind of thing. But it wasn't the case. It's not what I meant by it. And that's why I went up and talked to the guy at the end. It was like, you know, it's totally cool. Like, don't, don't, no, no uh, weirdness at all on my end. And I, I gave him some stickers and magnets and stuff. So hopefully that smooths stuff over. But I don't know. It's just... Uh, overall, a little bit on the weird side all around on that one. And then the Friday show, which I've played at this place called Arrowhead Country Club. I'd played here a, f a few times before, and it usually goes pretty decent. One of them was a chili cook-off at, like, noon. So, I mean, that one may have not been the best way to judge it. But this was like, uh, I thought it was just going to be like a patio party because it's a, it's a country club, so it's a golf course, and they have, like, a ton of... Uh, uh, seating and they just had opened like this crazy like pool that they redid everything and seemed busy but apparently I was hired for an event that uh, it was like a date night nine and dine I think is what it was called so you know you play nine holes with you and whoever you're dating and uh, come, come and eat dinner after I don't think anybody really expected there to be live music and it was the other thing was I got there very pretty early for me because uh, you know I I tend to run late or my late is still on time but you you know what I mean like it, it was pretty earlier than I needed to and right when I got there I relooked at the email and it said I was even a half earlier a half hour earlier than I even because I was playing a half hour later than I thought I was so I was even a half hour earlier than early <laughs> and. Uh, so, you know, I took my time setting everything up. There's nobody out there in the back. You know, there's a cool atmosphere out there. It's, it's kind of a place over by Peoria. And uh, so, you know, I was excited, and I was like, oh, I'll make it sound good. I just gotten some new replacement pedals from my board, and was looking forward to trying those out. And But the show, the, the, the time came up and nobody was out there like so apparently i talked to the person who booked it and they were like uh you know the, the people aren't going to show up it depends on how good golf of a golfer they are <laughs> because nine holes to one person is 
a different time frame than nine holes to a different person. So it seemed like everybody was really late. I started probably about an hour late. Like it was 8.30. And I was sitting out there by my by, by myself just kind of waiting. I felt super awkward. But uh, it, was, it was a nice night, though. I mean, it was a nice night out on a country club, like nicely manicured landscape and kind of naturey feel. So, I mean, it, that part of it was kind of nice, but it just felt a little weird. And uh, so then the show happened, and I felt like I said, I felt like nobody really expected there to be live music. They'd already paid probably X amount of money to do this thing anyway, so it wasn't like I made a lot of tips or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I, it was a little bit on the older side, crowd-wise, so I ended up playing very, very softly, which, you know, I can do, but not my favorite thing to do. And um, I went like a, probably 45 minutes over, uh supposed to be done at 10:30. I think people kind of cleared out around 11:15. It just seemed like a lot of work for something that people didn't really want ultimately, but uh you know, I still had fun. It was fine. I got to rock out. Who cares? Try some new pedals, try some interesting things. You know, I didn't feel quite dialed in, but it was it was, it was fine. I mean, and surprisingly, the show the next night was the best one of the week, and I kind of had the least expectation for this one because it was just a private party for this guy in Pontiac that goes and sees me play at the cellar, and uh, it was a birthday party for him, and uh, the way that kind of worked out was, well, first, when I was going there, it definitely rained, and it was like it, the cloud look, oh, the clouds looked wild, and the wind was going nuts. It didn't quite rain till I got into town, pulled up, pretty much pulled up to his place, and that's when it started raining. So you know, I went and talked to him, and uh, they were like, "Well, we could just postpone it. We could play inside. We could play outside. We weren't really sure because they had a little like awning covering thing for." Excuse me, pardon me, I'm very sleepy. I'm sure that makes, that yawning makes for a good podcast. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, we weren't really sure, so we ended up postponing for like an hour to try to get over the rain. And then I came back and we kind of determined, you know, don't use any electrical gear and uh, play, I play, didn't want to play in the garage that, you know, kind of where they set up base camp because it would have just been too loud and too like invasive so you know i just set my little foot drums up right outside the garage with the little the little cover and i just played for four hours <laughs> i mean it was a long set but I, had, I was having a lot of fun i mean it was like not a lot of people were in and out it was like you know seven ten people maybe max at a time and people in the in the garage could hear and people like were out front, front playing bags it did kind of rain you know on and off for the whole first like two hours but since i was covered and didn't have anything crazy and the other thing is like i don't know that people really know how loud a pa system is like if i would have plugged in i would have been like three times as loud even if i dialed it back because I, I feel like i was already a little bit more intrusive than maybe they expected that's why, like, I decided to go outside just in general because if I would have played inside, it would have been crazy. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was kind of like a loud, loud Bluetooth speaker, you know, so it was, it was good. And I just played 
tons and tons of songs, some some originals, lots of covers. It was a birthday party, so you know I wasn't gonna get crazy. Uh, old friend of mine, Joey Monahan from Pontiac, he ended up stopping out, and uh, I got him to play a few tunes, and it was cool to kind of chat and catch up with him, see what he's been up to, and uh, he still sounded very very good, uh, which was a you know a delight to see and hear and you know just kind of catch up with him a bit uh so yeah it's just kind of wild that that not the one i expected to kind of be the most fun uh that weekend but it was and then i got home at like a reasonable time too because i think i played like five to nine or something like that so i was i was home by like 10 10 30 so then uh, the next weekend i was supposed to have three shows that's the way it was booked and i you know i rechecked all my all the messages and whatnot but apparently the cruisins uh and pure double booked with none other than the kali app so i uh was a little disappointed by that i hadn't played at cruisins in a while and you know i looked at the messages and it looked like it was legitly booked but you know, if anybody's going to take my gig, I'm, I'm happy it's Kyle. And we had even talked about maybe splitting it, but the way it worked out just didn't really make sense for us to do it. But it would have been fun. It just, uh, I didn't want to force it. And I called the bar, and they had him da written down and everything. So, you know, I just, it's Kyle. He's great. He'll do a good job, and I'll just take the night off. And that's kind of how it went. Uh, and I, I do have a couple makeup dates there. So I got one September like 30th or so, and then I think I have one in November and one in December. So that'll be cool to be back there quite a bit. Uh, I was like playing in Peoria. But anyway, so pretty much just had the night off, and I ended up uh, writing a song that night. And uh, it was the first like complete song I've written in a really long time. You know, not a very upbeat one, I'll say, but, but I was... Uh, <coughs> I was pretty excited about it, and, uh, you know, I'll get more into that kind of down down the line, but for, for a song I'd written in a while, and then the next day during the day, I ended up recording, like, a rough cut of it, and I, I sent it to a buddy, Ryan Wolf, the guy who was on the last last pod, and uh, he, he seemed to really get, like it, so kind of, I don't know, it just felt good to write something that I was kind of proud of, and... Uh, just to kind of watch it unfold in front of me. And it kind of gave me, you know, a little more inspiration for, like, my next full Ty John Charlie album because I, uh, you know, I had this big plan of doing this album for with the Unemployed Architects called The Lock and the Reel. And, you know, I just eventually was like, I'm, I'm just going to have to kind of give up on that because it's too much work to try to schedule everything. So... My new plan is to do this album that I wanted to do with Then Put Architects, but with the Tied Down Charlie stuff. And uh, the song fits right. I mean, I wasn't really planning it, but this song, you know, I have one other song called Wings that I've been working on the iPad report recording and uh, turned turn out pretty cool, but I'm still going to go to the studio and whatnot. And then I did this rough cut and I was like, I think I could just record. A good version of this on the the iPad, and just that would be the real part. So, and then just try to keep you know, if I did four solid kind of four or five solid 
like kind of studio for the lock and then did four or five of the kind of acoustic living room recordings which very much inspired by ryan wolf honestly because he he recorded his whole album here and i really really dug how that sounded and sounds so and i do look forward to you know everybody hearing that and checking that out because it's a cool cool album and cool uh idea you know very courageous and uh you know something just about like the naturalness of it the realness of it uh as far as how he sounds but uh so i got a rough cut of that but anyway i'll get back to that later so the next show is heritage harbor in ottawa which was a cool scene i like driving up there i, I did determined it was uh uh, honking. I can hear some honking outside. What's going on? Um, but it uh, it's just a fun drive because you get up by kind of uh, what what is it? Rock, Rock Island, and you know, I, I there's little area of shows I play up there. Bear Island Resort in Utica, right across from that. Jamie's Outpost in Utica, which I'll get to that one in a second. And then now this Heritage Harbor place. You know, all within like the the Jamie's Outpost and Bear Island Resort are literally like two minutes from each other, and then the the Heritage Harbor one was you know maybe twenty minutes away. But it's just a cool area up there, like it's very scenic, and there's you know rolling hills and some kind of rock kind of looking, not mountains but hills, I guess, and lots of good spots for hiking. So I don't know, that put me in a good mood kind of on the way out there. And uh, I got there. I was a little confused because it was Heritage Harbor was the guy, the person who booked it. That's what he said. You know, I was playing at, but it was really I think the Red Dog or something. And they had a little outdoor like tiki bar type thing. And it was another hot night, but they had covering to kind of protect me from the sun a little bit. And uh, I kept kept people kept coming up to me and being like, "Are you the same guy from last night?" Because he, he did, I guess, whoever was there the night before looked pretty similar to me. And I had to be like, nah, I'm somebody different. Because uh, they were like, he was really good. So I was like, I hope I can live up to that expectation. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was right on the water, kind of had a beach town vibe. The crowd was small but mighty. I mean, they were into what I was doing. And it sounded, you know, really pretty good. I, I ended up just you know, steadily turning down throughout the whole first, like, probably 20, 30 minutes, which, you know, is a, a theme of mine, I think, <laughs> where, where I start too loud a lot. But anyway, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I ended up playing, like, an extra half hour, 40 minutes, because the crowd was asking me for it, and it's hard for me to say no, and uh, it was great. So then I, you know, head, head back to Bloomington, got there pretty late, and then... You know, slept a little bit, got back up in the Jamie's Outpost show, which, you know, I really should have, because this was Sunday, it was a two to six set, I really should have just stayed in Ottawa or somewhere near Ottawa that night, or in, you know, even Utica, so that way, you know, I could sleep in, but, I, you know, it's most, most of the time I just decide the, the route to deprive myself of getting adequate sleep is... Uh, the worst choice. So I ended up coming back to Bloomington, getting up early the next day. I think got up at like 8 or 9 and got out the door by 11. Got up to Jamie's Outpost maybe by noon. So on the way there, I had this like little 
gear inspiration where it, like something clicked and because I I wanted to be loud because they're they they were kind of worried about the one man band the last time not being enough and this was just booked as a one man band performance and you know I wanted to kind of come through and uh, so I had this I have I have two of the JBL stacks but the, they sound way different so it was it's always really hard to run them in series together so you know, I end up using a bunch of splitters running my mic one way and my mic the other way and then they don't sound exactly the same even if they're mixed the same so. It's always just like a uh, roll of the dice, but this time I did it different. I had this inspiration. I was going to uh, plug. So I have, it's weird how they're set up because the monitor outs are RCA. So I'd gotten some converters a while back, which are RCA to XLR. So what I did was I did my normal uh, JBL stack that I use, get it dialed in really, really good, how I normally have it, and then I plugged the monitor out of that one into the channel of the JBL and uh, just ran it in series that way, which was a lot less cables and extra stuff, and I uh, actually was able to run a floor monitor as well this way, and it was great. It sounded really, really good. Uh, one of the few times that when I have one of these, you know, ideas uh, that it actually kind of works out. And, uh, you know, so I've been doing that pretty much anytime I need to. And kind of maybe a day or two before that, uh, Donnie from the Heroic Charade had hit me up about seeing if we had had any, if I had any shows around the time he'd be in town, which turned out to be this last Saturday. So I was like trying to figure out a good way to do the sound for all of us because I didn't want to really bring a bunch of extra stuff. But, you know, with this new way, I was like, oh, I'll be able to, you know, do it pretty easily this way because I can just let them use a single, the one I'm plugging my, my original JBL into to uh, amplify the sound through it through the secondary one I can just use that for theirs and make everything so you know a lot of things were just like coming together that way and I'm really glad I figured that out because it had been I don't know it had been a, a thought bug I'd been I just kind of going down this pathway of like how, how am I gonna do the sound and I of course I ended up and didn't even do it that the, the exact way by the time I did the sound for Donnie and Ross but uh I'll get to that later. But so the Jamie's Outpost, another awesome drive, kind of afternoon, perfect, perfectly sunny day. Uh, as you know, the Heritage Harbor one the night, the yeah, evening before was just about the same. Just like put me in a very good mood. Uh, I was, and then I got set up a little bit quicker than I thought I would, and I didn't sweat too much, and uh, uh, it sounded really good. And I played for four hours all by myself, and. Uh, it just, it was a really, really fun show. I mean, I had a blast, and, uh, sounded great. I mean, of course, I had some off things here and there, but for the most part, I also kind of had this epiphany, like, singing-wise, that kind of opened up my, my singing voice a little bit more than I think I, I had been, so made it just a lot easier to sing. Plus, having the floor monitor, I think, definitely made it, a little bit easier to hear so that all being said i think you know it's just fun just a fun show and the drive home again was scenic and i was done by i think it was like six was when i ended so i got on the road maybe like 7 30 so i mean it wasn't even a late night and then fast forward, well 
I, on that same day, I had gotten a text from the night shop about seeing if I was available this Thursday, the Thursday after that, uh, which, you know, I'm pretty much always game. Uh, so I was like, yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, so I ended up doing the show. I played with uh, last-minute booking, so of course I knew I wasn't probably going to bring a ton of people out or anything, but... You know, I like the chance to go and play an hour of all original music and through a big sound system and get kind of try, try to get comfortable that way. And I think it sounded decent enough. I think that the sound guy that uh, was there did a really nice job for what I had going on. I ended up playing first, which a lot of times when I play with the other bands, they end up in having me last. So I don't know. I don't know which is better. But in this case, there were some people there, but there, there wasn't a ton of people there. And then a lot of people just eating dinner. The other bands were Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters, and then a band called Daisy Chain from Chicago. Uh, both were uh, very good. Uh, the the Nick Dittmeyer and the Sawdusters band, they uh, kind of like this country Americana kind of vibe, and uh, it was. It a lot of good guitar playing, a lot of interesting guitar work, and uh, I had a blast during my set. I felt like I sounded probably the best I've ever sounded there. Not There were a couple moments where it's like, ah, I wish I would have put more uh, vocal in the monitor, and then I would forget and not try to get it fixed after each song. But uh, I, think, I think it's still... I, I did a good job. And then the other band... Uh, Daisy Chain, the the band from Chicago, kind of the headline. They were really cool. They were uh, a very kind of psychedelic rock or something. I don't know what they. I think that's what they call them on the on their uh, night shop website. But they uh, really good harmonies, some cool guitar work. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was a good show. It was nice to see some people into it. You know, it was pretty loud. I ended up wearing earplugs the whole time, but it, it was it was a fun show to watch, and it, it was very uh, interesting. Like it wasn't like what I would expect from a rock band. Kind of had some uh, d different vibes. So, yeah, it was good. And then Friday, I had two shows that day, which. That was a little bit of a day. <laughs> I was uh, Vermilion River Beer Company. They had me 11.30 to 1.30. So, you know, I had to be there by like 10.30, which I ended up getting there like 10.15. And uh, it was outside. It was looked like it could rain, but it was hot. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was not necessarily... Just the early shows and the driving and the getting up early is always a little bit tough for me. But it worked out fine. Uh, I think I sounded actually pretty good. I had one of the, one of the workers there ended up and said uh, I sounded the most. I was the most professional sounding musician they had had there. So that made me feel really good, and I do feel like it sounded pretty solid. And uh, they gave me a free meal, which was awesome because they had a food truck too. And really, Decatur was kind of or not Decatur, Danville. My, my next show was in Decatur. Danville was killing it because they had me 1130 to 2.30 and they had Summer Sounds, which we did a couple of years back. And the, it was like in this park across the street. It's like this big event where they block off the street. And it was a lot of fun when we played it. And uh, then they had a band at 9 at, back at Vermilion River Beer Company, which a guy I know, uh, 
Justin Michael Brown, I believe is his name, or Michael Justin Brown. I always get him confused. But he's in a band called Kill the Martian that was playing there. So, I mean, and then they have they had sh shows on Thursday. I think they have shows on Saturday sometimes. It's just like that, that area is really, really supportive of local live music, which is awesome. Uh, so then, after my set, you know, I had to hightail it to Door 4 Brewing in Decatur, and I was thinking I would be outside. It was definitely a little bit longer of a drive than I had, because, you know, I didn't really look at a map too closely before, but before, like, the night before, and uh, I realized that they're an hour and a half away from each other, which wasn't ideal. So it was, like, Bloomington, hour and a half to Danville, hour and a half to Decatur, and then our home, so all that kind of definitely added up quite a bit uh, to be a little bit of a rough day. But it wouldn't have made sense to drive all the way back to Bloomington after the first show and then drive to Decatur. would have ended up in the car even longer. So I don't know. I don't know what the best route was. It just didn't... I just, you know, I was thinking they're both south, so it'll be fine to have them on the same day. But I got there plenty early at the Door 4 Brewing, and I had to restring a guitar, so I did that. And uh, I don't know if I was just tired or worn out from, you know, there's even a different, because I played two two-hour sets that day. So, I mean, that's four hours. So it's not much different than the Jamie's Outpost I did the Sunday before, but except that you have to set up, tear down, set up, tear down. So you have an extra set up, tear down in there. Then you, if it was just a four-hour set at one place, plus the card and, and getting up early, I don't know. I just felt like... I, and the other, the other thing was I thought I would do really well at this show because I was like, oh, I did good at the first one in Danville. I'm, I'm going to be warmed up. It's going to be easy. And it was not the case at all. I just felt like real not good. I, I don't know what it was. Like I, I, ended, I don't know if I, because I played outside at the beginning, I don't know if I turned down uh, enough, at the, especially at the beginning. I ended up turning it down like the whole time. And it wasn't like a big turnout. I kind of thought I'd be outside again because it was... It was definitely hot, but, you know, I could have... I feel like it probably would have sounded better if I was outside. I don't know, just a lot of little things. And there was this group from this other place I play at called uh, uh, Golden Fox Brewing. So a bunch of those people, one of them was the owner who books me over there, came out. And I just, I didn't even know that it was them when I was playing. I just wish they would have been at a better show. But I mean, I don't know. They still gave me a bunch of compliments at the end. I just, I didn't feel like I was there. I, I wasn't as courageous at the show. My my initial plan was, you know, Thursday played all originals, which was just an hour set. Friday, uh, the first show, I played a lot of originals. You know, threw some covers in there, but mostly original songs because I was gearing up for this distill show on Saturday. So I was like, door four, I'll just run that same set because it's two hours. Uh, and that's about how long the set will be at Distill, minus Donnie and Ross's performance. So I was, like, really trying to get ready on the, you know, just run the same set, like, <clears throat> you know, touring bands uh, promoting an album would do. But uh, I got very, very uncreative about, you know, 20 minutes in, I think. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to try to play a bunch of covers and just, like, win the crowd over. And... To an extent, I probably did. I just didn't feel like like I I knew I could have it could have sounded better. So it was hard for me to sit with and uh, be positive about. But you know, I tried. And 
So, you know, that put me in a little bit of a weird headspace for the Distill Brewery show, which I was already a little bit like, you know, it's my favorite show of the summer, and then Donnie and Ross happened to be in town at this time, so, you know, in a way that's great, but then it also gives me a little, you know, extra anxiety, because then I don't have as long to kind of get in the pocket, uh, because, you know, two hours is kind of a shorter set for me, honestly. So with their 20-minute set at the beginning, and they played a couple songs kind of halfway through, uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get there, you know? I was a little worried about it. I ended up getting there at like 3.15, and it was like the hottest day so far. So uh, I, and I, I got there so early because I was... Uh, I brought an extra PA system, essentially, for them to use because... Even though I'd kind of figured out, you know, Jamie's Outpost that I could do it the other way, I still didn't really want to be plugging in cables and taking pictures of mixes and, you know, trying to get, you know, if they use my stuff, then I would have had to, well, it was all my stuff, but they use my regular main stuff, uh, then I would have had to, you know, unplug some things every time they played, and then I would have to replug and reset things, and I didn't want to have to deal with that, so I thought the best way was just to go really early, and, uh, you know, to, to an extent, I think that was correct. I did have some <laughs> problems with my uh, secondary mixer, because the power cable was like, it must be str uh, about severed <laughs> on, on one of the one of the joints, because needs to be like resoldered or something because it kept like cutting out but we ended up and got it in a place where it kind of held and they Donnie and Ross got there about an hour early which was a little wild for them because they're usually kind of by the seat of their pants and uh, they sounded great it was awesome to hear them uh, they're two two of you know my really good friends definitely fellow musicians we've done probably hundreds of shows together back in the day and uh when we're out in Colorado, we would always see them because they lived out there at a certain time. But so now the story is though that uh, Ross still lives in Colorado, but Donnie lives in Florida, so they don't ever get together. So just kind of all worked out that they were both going to be in uh, the Pontiac Bloomington kind of area this weekend, and uh, so I, you know I, I wanted to hear them play because you know it's a very very it's like a treat doesn't happen very often. So uh, ended up in it just went really swimmingly for them. I mean, I think they sounded awesome for, you know, just running through some songs the day before, you know, the day of, right before. Uh, they, they just kind of, they have really, really solid harmonies and that they have some really good songs and it was just nice. And then they brought a bunch of extra people that I hadn't really seen in a while, which was great to kind of catch up with some old friends. And I had a couple other friends that, uh, kind of singer fellow musicians uh, Mike Emmons who you know I grew up playing uh, music with and then uh, Jay Dietrich who when I got to Bloomington was the first guy I kind of uh, would do shows with for a long time and he was the first like fellow and we, we became pretty good friends I've probably talked about both of them on here before but they both don't really play a whole lot of music anymore but it was just really nice that they, you know, they showed up and they were there and could witness uh, Donnie and Ross because, you know, we all know each other from different, in different ways and different faucets of, you know, uh, I mean, Mike's from Pontiac, so of course he knows Donnie and Ross from that. And then Jay, I think I introduced Donnie to Jay at one point in time, and I don't know that 
he really knew Ross, but he's a really, Jay's an amazing singer and can sing harmonies really nice. So I, I really wanted him to see Donnie and Ross play because that's like their probably strongest part. And so that was really just great. And then I, uh, I pulled him on stage. Uh, I picked a song that has a bunch of harmonies and that, uh, I figured they would all know. And it was Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. And we did it as a duet. Or no, not it was a, it was a four part. We did a four part. So, uh, and I saw I've seen a video, kind of a poor quality one, and it it sounded pretty good for just us winging it. It was not like we practiced it at all. And then I had Donnie sing a couple with me, just us two. Uh, uh, him and Ross, Ross came up for I think another one with uh, me, Donnie, and Ross. And yeah, it was it was just a fun night. I was kind of in the pocket that night. I, I, was, I was really happy that that all worked out. So that was like a relief that I sounded pretty good. I brought a ton of extra gear. So I was there from 3.15 to about 10 p.m. And I definitely, I'm glad I brought an extra shirt because it was so hot. I sweat through it so fast. Uh, that first one, even the second one, you know, by the end of the night. But it ended up and ended up and was a nice night, you know, uh, cooled off and it wasn't like packed to the brim but it's just a cool scene out there like you got the lake behind you you got a big lawn in front of you people just kind of relaxing and drinking and eating some meals and just very kind of chill laid back vibe and it, it was just it was a great show one for the books and it's you know i'm not honestly very sure if i'll be back out there ever because i know that they just changed booking people so uh, we'll see. I mean, I hope to be, but at least if I don't, it, it went out there on a went out on a great note because it was so fun. And my my, my brother and his uh, very pregnant wife Emily had come as well, and they they only came for like the last thirty or forty five minutes, but uh, it was very nice of them to spend spend their evening with me. I think I think Emily thought that she would go into labor sometime that night but it didn't really happen so they just wanted to be close to the hospital she actually had the baby today so that's pretty exciting and i have a new niece so uh pretty excited about that uh i went we went to the hospital and saw her uh i think about an hour or so ago and may is her name and uh may ellen so that's exciting but anyway, that, that whole night at Distill was just like, I don't know, it was a trip. It was very nostalgic, and everybody sounded great, and I sounded pretty good, and I was happy for, you know, the people they brought to hear me sound that way. Plus, there was, you know, some new faces. Plus, there were some people that had seen me elsewhere, and everything just really, you know, for as long of a day, long of a day as it was, it was a great day. And, uh, you know, it was just awesome. And then Sunday, so the next episode of this podcast, I'll be having Don and Ross from the Heroic Shred on here. So uh, that's what we did on Sunday afternoon. And then we just played some music and had a good time and hung out a little bit. But so I'll be, you know, that'll be next. That'll be what you're kind of uh, set. That's what I'm setting this podcast up for. For the next episode, we'll be with them. And that's a long one. You know, we, we had a lot to talk about. I think I've had them both on separately, but it was nice to have them both kind of in, in person uh, together. And uh, so that was cool. So that'll, that'll be something to 
be on the lookout for if you saw us play. I'm sure that would be more interesting uh, when we were all jamming together and when you saw them separately. And then I had some recording time set up. And uh, I don't know, I was planning on doing wings like this whole time. And I, I had been working on a cleaner cut of that song I talked about earlier that I wrote in one night, like a week, a week prior. Uh, and at the last minute, I was just like, you know, if I, if we just, if I just do this song, I could probably be done with it, you know, very, very soon. And, uh, so I went in there and was like, if we have time to start Wings, that'd be great. But also, you know, all this stuff's on my iPad, so I wanted to, like, get the process. I, f I thought this would be a simpler one to start with to kind of understand how to, I would be getting... Eric, the engineer, the files for him to mix and master. And it was, it, but it was kind of, I had some file frustration. I, I had to export all these files uh, that I, I had uh, in GarageBand, and they just, like, were not exporting right, and each export took forever, and then it would fail at the end. And I probably had, like, 16 tracks, because I did a bunch of vocal takes and had some different things going on. And... Uh, it was very frustrating because I, I wasted probably an hour and a half just sending him the songs to, before we even really got to mix and master them. And also I ended up doing some work to one of the uh, State and Water live performance uh, songs that's going to be on the live album coming out. So between that, we didn't even really get to the Wings song. But I'm really happy with the way both of those are turning out. I mean, I think... I'm in next Tuesday, and I think, honestly, I'll be able to get the rest of the State and Water song, like, completely how I want it, which uh, I wasn't really sure if what we did this last time would really, you know, cut it, but, uh, and then I think I'll definitely be able to get the the new song, the brand new one that I'd just written, uh, done, which will be you know, pretty epic for me to have, write a song and then record it within a month is pretty crazy. I mean, really, it's been like a week and a half, and then I got another week till, so I'm not going to be under three weeks probably, which is crazy. And then I, I have, like, stuff ready to release, you know, for the next, like, two months already, maybe longer, because August 19th is when the first round of State and Water songs will be released to the 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 fresh Ty John Charlie page on Spotify and all the other streaming sites. And then I'll have another round six weeks from there, which will be, you know, from the same performance, but not the whole album. Kind of like a single kind of mentality. And then, but with multiple songs. And then uh, the full thing, which will be six weeks from that. And then I will have this song that I'm working on, which will be the first song on the reel, and I've been thinking about, you know, the lock and the reel thing that I was talking about earlier. Uh, the reel stuff is all going to be kind of like the living room recording, just me and a, me and a guitar, because I have a lot of songs that uh, kind of work nicely that way, and, you know, just, you know, real raw-sounding songs that aren't dressed up at all, and uh, it just sounds like me playing, like, in, in the next room over, and uh, so I'd like to maybe turn that into my next vinyl. So, you know, I'd have the lock and the reel. Obviously, you could listen to the, you know, studio songs uh, on the Spotify. And I might even get CDs made for the lock. 
and then like the real would be like just the acoustic kind of uh, broken down songs that sound that are pretty much live performances. I mean, I'm not uh, recording to a metronome or anything like that. I just have been playing them and uh, you know, not dressing like I said, not dressing them up at all. So they're just like more authentically me. Uh, so I don't know, and then have that on vinyl because I feel like that'll fit the vinyl vibe really, really splendidly. So that's about it. But I mean, it's a, it's a lot. And then I got three coming up this next two weeks. So three each week for the next two. And uh, I think for every uh, weekend in July, I have three now or August. I don't even know what month it is. Hopefully I get some sleep soon. But generally that's it. That's what uh, has been going on. I know it's a lot. And like I said, be on the lookout for the Heroic Shred podcast uh, coming out probably next week. So, and I'll keep you informed on the, however you, how the, the new recording's going. And hopefully I uh, have some stuff to talk about on that front as well next time. So, uh, the next time I do a solo one anyway. But anyway, as always, I appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen. And I will talk to you next time. All right. Have a nice day.